Hi, we have Meghna Gulzar, the director of Talwar, here with us, speaking about a film which I watched yesterday. By the way, Meghna really enjoyed it. Thank you, Abhinandan. Uh, now, the first question is: You've made uh, two films before, and that you know, the short Das Kahaniya uh, film as well, uh, which was all fiction. I just want to know what are the unique challenges when you're making a film that is based on true events, and that two true events that have been scrutinized so close closely uh, by the public and news channels. How is that unique? Um, the challenge, I think, the biggest challenge is the responsibility. the burden of the responsibility because uh, it's a case which is it's a it's a subject which is very very much in the forefront of the people's mind including the media um and the information is all out there so at two levels one how do you present information that people already know uh perhaps scattered over a period of 8 years uh compile it all together and yet infuse enough drama in it to make for a an interesting watch as a film uh, there uh, the screen writing which was done by vishal bhardwaj played a very very important part uh, and i i mean for me that was that was that was what i was armed with when i went in to get make this film the other challenge is the responsibility that i was talking about um these are real people uh the trajectory is their life and yet it's not a biopic there are elements of uh, fictionalization because there are uh, certain characters which have been amalgamated into one uh, certain uh, timelines will not be changed but probably shuffled up and down in order just for uh, compressed for creative license compressed for creative license and also for uh, a, a screenplay graph but the um, but for but there's no space for fiction as such um that these two things actually were very challenging in terms of getting the material right on shoot it's a whole different ball game because you want to make an objective film you want to keep it neutral and you as a human being will constantly react to your whatever you're stimulated with right so you have to keep your emotions your reactions your opinions your biases completely out of play and almost mechanically go and make a film whereas filmmaking is a very instinctive process and you have to deprive yourself of your instincts and make the film so it's not easy so would it be fair okay it would be fair but uh, what if what no not a cheeky question i'm asking so are you saying this film you can't really spill your soul into it like art requires an artist to do you can spill your soul into it because uh, when you work really hard on something that you believe in and you want it to be made well or done well you cannot do it unless you put your soul into it but that soul needs to remain objective it can't be uh, it can't have an opinion fair enough um but i do think everybody does have an opinion and it kind of finds its way in no matter how hard you try uh, you know not to do it for example even if i try to do a serious interview ever it never remains that way it becomes satirical or uh, you know kind of cheeky but to me i've seen the film uh, and you can choose not to answer this question if you like it seems to me that you think or you're convinced that the talwars Oh, let me say now the talwars but the couple in this uh based on the talwars is innocent oh, would i be right in saying so uh not entirely right i 
I'm not, I can't say I'm convinced that they are innocent, but I definitely have my doubts that they are guilty. I'll put it that way. Because I don't think either side is completely watertight in their theories, and uh, that could that's a that's a uh, fallout of many many reasons uh, and uh, various circumstances which came into play. But the bottom line is, two people are in prison, uh, sentenced guilty uh, for murder and sentenced to life. But uh, there are of their daughter of their daughter and their domestic help. Um, my only my doubts are only whether it is a completely conclusive beyond reasonable doubt case that is where my doubts are if you ask me whether i'm convinced in the opposite direction i will not put it that way i'll say i have doubts that they're guilty okay. yeah okay now uh, you obviously met members of the family when you set out to make this film that was part of your research you and vishal uh, articulated that uh, last night now uh, i saw in some of the scenes and that is a part of how things are you know having been a journalist when i was young you know whenever a bomb blast happened you know you saw how many dead this and none okay theek i forget it then you know it, there's certain insensitivity to it that doesn't mean a person's nasty but that's just the nature of the beast similarly in, in uh, you know when you're investigating a case as as cops you know you make jokes which are about the person murdered because you're doing it every day now i saw some of that is in your uh, film not judgmental you know it's it's not judgmental let's see they are mean they are doing that that's just how it is it's very real but having met the parents and seen their uh, you know their their uh, hopelessness and seen uh, how bad the situation there was and how really sad it is did you ever feel self conscious while shooting that scene thinking that you know they'll watch it and i've met them wo jisko kehte hain aankh ki sharam hoti hai that which scene uh you know when there are two scenes one is uh, of course with the gajraj character when but also with your sympathetic character irfan you know in the end when they are sitting the two cbi teams cdi teams are sitting opposite each other giving their own theories mm. and they uh, are making fun of that missionary position and mm. kya tha you know that there's a certain uh, did you uh, and i know that is probably how it happened uh when cops talk about a murder they it's not their daughter so it's i mean it's but natural in our profession we are in we're desensitized to that extent but did you feel that you know that family will see it and was there any doubt or you know slight cringing happening um there was cringing for sure but uh, there were no doubts because abhinandan you have to remember that along with these scenes i also filmed scenes where the parents are killing their daughter so if i had to do that and i could do that uh, there is no way i would have shied away from this and that is how it played out and that is how this girl was spoken about and if we don't show that then we're losing our teeth in the film then why make a film like this yes it is going to uh, be difficult for a lot of people to watch um but that's what reality is no it is difficult okay um coming to uh, the news channels i have uh watched this you know and as part of news laundry the mission of which was to also see how the news channels do things how news media does stuff and very closely we observed this and one of the lowest points of indian news 
journalism was, television news especially, this case, where there was about a hundred journalists and cameramen outside uh, the Talwar's house and they went and gave a, uh, an interview to NDTV and, you know, people, and, and someone's actually uploaded that on YouTube and people shoved their mics in and opened their door of, this is a couple, remember, who's just lost a, a daughter, uh, saying that, and uh, I think that clips up on YouTube. I and I know you sometimes have been very critical of the television news media, <laughs> to put it mildly. I actually, uh, knowing you, thought I'd find some of that there, but did you consciously avoid it because you just want to stick to the investigation, um, or is it not safe to be nasty to the news media in today's day and age when you need them? Do you remember that guy screaming on sc- on screen? Yes. Yeah, yeah, wo compound. So. So the representation is there, Um, but uh, that's not all that happened. And for me and for all of us, this film is uh, about a whole lot of larger failures at a lot of levels. It's not just one thing that we needed to focus on. Yes, the media played a very important part uh, in the way things were communicated, but the media was also being fed. And uh, yes, I have spoken very sharply about the role of the media, and I still do. But I think with uh, age comes a little bit more of more wisdom, and so you understand the compulsions of why the media behaves the way it does, especially the the news reporting media. I really, I mean, I would hope that we had evolved and moved further eight years down the line, but when the Sheena Bora case broke, it was disappointing to see that we hadn't really evolved much since when the coverage of the Arushitalwar case happened. It was disappointing. What was even more frightening was as a society, what are we becoming? If these things don't happen, how will the media cover it? So. You know, nothing is independent of each other. We, we don't exist in isolation. Not the society, not media, not our institutions, not our cops, not the judiciary. We all, um, we all coexist. And that's what makes this, this word system that we call it. We very nicely shrug the responsibility of our shoulders and put it on, you know, people with positions or, or others. That's not it. We're part of that system. And we have as much to blame ourselves as we say to that so-called system. So yes, the representation of the media is there. Um, and I know that NDTV interview that you're talking about. And I also know how uh, Konkana's character and Nupur uh, was reprimanded or kind of looked down upon for not being emotional enough. And I've tried to represent that in the film, but the film is also about a lot more than that. So that's why harping on it would have probably even looked vindictive (laughs) at some level. So yeah, that was not the intention. Is it intimidating directing someone like Irfan? Uh, He has a formidable reputation, he has a formidable personality uh, and I'm sure he's a formidable guy and he seems like a very straight-talking kind of person. Uh, Did you ever feel and I you know you've directed Tabu in the past but Tabu is a friend of yours and you know the family not when Irfan is on the set okay not when Irfan is on the set but was there you know what I'm saying is it intimidating directing Irfan yes it is intimidating directing Irfan in fact actually it was intimidating to direct this whole film for the first few days because the entire unit has been forwarded to me from Heather they all know each other they all have their own symbiosis they all have worked together they all the equations are set 
and they worked under Vishal Bhardwaj. And so now here I am, the new entrant into the group. I felt like a freshman in college, waiting to be ragged. Fortunately, none of that happened. But um, coming to Irfan, uh, yes, it is intimidating. And what I like is that as an actor, he does not just submit to you just because you're the director. You have to win his trust. So he would question me. Uh, if there was a scene and there was, a, he would ask me about the facts behind the particular scene that we were playing out, and he would question me. कि पर अगर ऐसा होता तो तुम्हारा research ये कहता है पर अगर हुआ ऐसा होता तो फिर हम गलत तो नहीं दिखा रहे That was also in a way testing me, uh, which was extremely challenging. And then armed with that information, the performance that he would give out is stupendous. So that process is worth it. But I think it's wonderful whether it's Irfan, whether it's Tabu, all my actors. When you, it becomes very obvious with their behavior, with the way they uh, receive, are, are receptive to your instructions, that you have now won over their trust, that they now begin to trust you, and how you would see it, uh, see a performance or a moment or a scene, uh, and that I think is important whether you're a very senior, established director or not. With every new film and every character that actors playing, even if you worked with them before, you're you're forming a new relationship because the story is different, the character is different. So I think that process should be there with every new film between an actor and a director. As a process, filmmaking, uh, when does it cease to be um, this passion and art coming from the heart? And when does it become a chore, if it ever does? I mean, you know, uh, from my limited experience in television and even film, uh, you know, after a stage, when you're done the script and all that, then the that creative orgasming is over, and then it's just 48 degree me shoot karna hai, generator fail ho raha hai, ye karna hai, wo ho raha hai, you know. When does the shit hit the fan? You say, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? Yeah, so creativity pretty much, I think. Uh, doesn't get over but kind of goes onto the back burner once you finished prepping after your script is ready and you finished your pre-prod for the film uh, during shooting it is primarily about logistical and people management but there's a lot of creativity involved in that also because you can have an actor fuming because he's been cooped up in his vanity van for 7 hours and hasn't been called for a shot now you can either go and say that look you are paid to do this movie and you have to sit in your van and wait till you're called <laughs> or you can be very nice and give an explanation and be apologetic so there is creativity involved there also um you know you're you're shooting in a small space in a in a residential society you're shooting a scene which they would like to forget of a cops being brought out of cops coming in of the media intrusion so you're not only handling your actors your 100 plus junior artists the weather the temperature you also have to handle the people who live there whose space you've intruded on because you wanted to make this movie so the process may be different but to to overcome it or it's do creative. it is creative you have to you know you have to use your brains then when you're finished done with the shooting and you come back to the editing table your creativity takes over again Right. A related question: a Conscious decision to shoot on real location in Noida and not in a studio in Bombay. 
completely because one i know that my director of photography pankaj uh, likes to follow his characters and if he had his way he would follow them into their car till they were driving back to the hotel after pack up also uh, so <laughs> having un, you know seamless spaces where you could travel from out of the bedroom into the living room down the stairs up to the terrace into the compound um, adds a lot visually to the film and he's held the camera on his shoulders or by on his you know with his hands through the whole film it's never on a tripod um particularly for a film like this our approach was as real as authentic as possible and so therefore nothing better than shooting in noida in the summer in jalwayu vihar okay um cliched question but must be asked uh what next after something like this what would you okay if anything was available to you meghna jaji le apni zindagi make any film you want dilwale hero number 1 or ijazat or andhi what would meghna gulzar want to make next uh, never a remake of my father's films for sure um but haven't you know the thing is this films genre, genre real this i love this gray between fact and fiction um it's very liberating to come out of the space where you're constantly touching up the actresses and you you know you have these really beautiful sets and these glossy apartments and ek pasina nahi dikh sakta one hair can't be out of place this was so liberating you sweat you have hair out of place your my main characters are in night suits for most of the film um, i'm not saying i want to be making crime thrillers or murders you know cases on murders and stuff but i like this gray area between fact and fiction first is going to take a while to shake this film off me because it's been a part of my life for 3 years now so not only this case this subject and i don't want any of it to seep into whatever i'm doing next and that will subconsciously happen unless i don't shake this off completely so um, i'll take i think i'll pause for about a week 10 days once we're done clear the mind wipe the slate clean and then start uh and one last question is it difficult um i mean i was there at the uh, this thing yesterday at the premiere and one lady came up to me and asked you are you related to gulzar the filmmaker you said yes i'm his daughter i was just wondering is it great that today uh, someone can ask you that because you know living under the shadow of a big name as your father can always be a bit annoying i'm sure you're always asked that you know why don't you do nandi oh, how is it's not it's never about you so did you feel ye or uh, is it still difficult being your father's daughter no it was never difficult uh, what people will look at as a pressure or as intimidating i look at as a privilege and a blessing uh, i don't look at it as standing in his shadow i look at it as his glory reflecting off me off onto me um, so it's a it's a perspective and uh, i don't i wouldn't want to be anybody else's daughter and i don't want people to ever stop asking me about him ever great thanks meghna and before we wind up we are driving past film city uh, noida which is delhi which is very close to where you probably shot yes. uh, uh, your your views on all the channels that exist here any advice you want to give them uh, continue the good work <laughs> she's smiling cheekily <laughs> no keep up the good work it's um, um i don't envy your job you guys uh, walk a thin line every day um but uh, 
wherever possible just uh, try and keep your sensitivity intact you know don't don't uh, trps are bahut sasta price to sell your soul so that was megna gulzar thanks megna and uh, good luck with your next film yeah thanks thank you